Hey everyone, quick announcement before this week's episode. Uh, our good friend Taylor's sibling, Fennel, is raising funds on GoFundMe for their gender affirming surgery. We would really appreciate it if you would just consider supporting Fennel and check out their GoFundMe page. There's going to be a link in the episode description. Mean the world. Thanks. The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome to the Dane and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. My name is Derek, a writer, director, and formerly very frequent Lord of the Rings watcher. And with me as always is my good friend, Dane. I'm Dane. I'm a writer, musician, podcaster, and a lover of tabletop RPGs, which by and large probably would not exist without um, dear old Tolkien. So here we are. Here we are with today's episode. As you can probably guess from the title, we are talking about Tolkien and Game of Thrones. So, Dane, Tolkien or Game of Thrones? Tolkien. I, I don't. I don't have a better word. What is? Is there a word for the 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 Lord of the Rings setting? Uh, I mean, Arda, Middle Earth. No, well, I don't know. Middle Earth is only a part of it. Anyways, yeah, Tolkien stuff. All all day, every day, over yeah. over Martin's uh, yeah. I mean, song it, of ice and fire setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the complicated relationship I have with Tolkien though is that I've only read The Hobbit through the original trilogy once. Mm-hmm. I'm a much more avid fan of watching those movies over and over again, as uh, we're probably going to talk about with game of thrones and tolkien um this was this was this was one of your topics but you wanted to talk about mm-hmm. the downsides of tolkien game of thrones and i'm really curious what you mean by downsides because there's i have some thoughts but i'm curious what you what, what you mean specifically so the big thing i want to like touch on downsides wise isn't like their worlds and stories have some major flaws specifically around people of color and women in particular like yeah yeah no debate um no debate about that and interest and and that's deeply flawed and i believe we've touched on all that before um not in as much depth as maybe we should at some point but like setting all of that aside the things that i don't like about not don't like but a negative side effect of both of their works um that i don't think is talked about enough is their outsized impact on the genre as a whole uh the uh the like, uh, the uh, your your fantasy thing has to be like Game of Thrones or Tolkien, or else it's not good enough. Kind right, of thing. it's the thing of like if if I'm making a fantasy book, then I need to make seven maps and know the 400 plus year history of this one fucking kingdom and like yeah all of that stuff. And on top of it, it also gets into things of like there are must be elves and dwarves and halflings and humans and blah 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 blah. blah. It just it, it's they are this is absolutely a bigger problem with Tolkien. Yeah. Um, And I bring up game of Thrones in particular in relation to George R. R. Martin with it because of, because game of Thrones was such a phenomenon that I was deeply afraid that the exact same thing was going to happen again. Um, And I think it did a little 
But because Game of Thrones crashed and burned in so many people's eyes, mine included, that I actually think we were kind of spared all fantasy for the next 50 years being that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And even and even then, we would still not be escaping the Tolkien thing because, for God's sake, Martin, all A Song of Ice and Fire is entirely a reaction to The Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. Martin will admit it. And so it's this problem of, like, they are too ubiquitous in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, such that Dungeons and Dragons, for fuck's sake, the playable ancestries, the the elves, the human, like that's a total, that's all, that's all Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so, I mean, I'll, I'm pretty forward about this, but I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. It's just a bit too violent, a bit, not my kind of cup of tea. And, uh, I think what's interesting about the phenomenon of Game of Thrones is that people really love the show, not because it's fantasy, because it's like a political and social drama. And I yeah. think that, the problem with if that became the fantasy genre, um, it's there's a lot of implications there uh, that I think can only, you know, it's tiresome to watch people get backstabbed and horrendously assaulted. Uh, and I think that with Tolkien, you know, there's like, I know that his intention was you know, or one of his intentions was to create a mythology for England. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of things, you know, he took a lot of his own beliefs and twisted them into sort of, you know, it's not an allegory, but it became kind of an allegory for his beliefs. And in a lot of ways, it seriously impacted the genre, you know, the genre that, you know, people like H.P. Lovecraft and, um, like Robert E. Howard and Michael Moorcock, like all right in. And it's, it's just, it's very complicated and very unsettling. Yes. I think part of it is that there are very few genres, even the closely related genres like YA and, um, yeah. YA might actually have a similar, um, person though. Um, and we could come back to that, but like there are very few genres that have people have singular, uh, writers and creators that hold such deep influence especially over the trappings not just the themes right yeah honestly not that many people actually copy tolkien's themes right but most people capture the trappings the swords the you know the, yeah the, the anglo-saxon the, yeah the vaguely the vaguely europe eurocentric yes uh view of things the and and the fact that the world's basically always on the line um yeah the high you know, fantasy yeah and so it's like I, I feel like we were kind of spared because like with with game of thrones because i'm not a fan anymore either i was for a while because i i quite i quite liked a lot of the the way the story was going and i was like anticipating the build like i was kind of appreciating like the slow burn on the fantasy bits if that makes sense yeah um but one thing that i was afraid of was like oh god is is are they going to take away that like what people liked was the hyper violence and like everybody's also sort of evil is that the thing that everybody's going to take away and yeah. now fantasy is going to be that way in a big way for a long time especially fantasy like in uh 
television and film, which would be a real shame. Um, so yeah, it's, it's odd that there are these just like, quote unquote, like titans of the, of the genre. And yeah, I don't even know what to do about it because like on the other hand, it's not, it's not, uh, monolithic of course like you can go find other sections like you can go find ursula k Le Guin's fantasy work or terry pratchett's stuff and that stuff is like um or even neil gaiman to some extent like that mm-hmm. stuff tends to be pretty counter to like the tolkienian yes. side of fantasy um but like your brandon sanderson stuff or um you know yeah, yeah, the, or like any of the D and D novels. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, so like the Legend of Dritz, all that. You know, it's for me my sort of struggle with it. I think, like, I don't know. As like as like a as like a Filipino kid, like enjoying the Lord of the Rings, it was always very difficult to kind of insert myself into those worlds without feeling very out of place because of, you know, Mm -hmm. they're very Eurocentric. And as an adult in doing like more reading and being around, I have a lot of like friends now that who are within like a lot of like activism communities and like early last year, people were circulating this sort of essay on sort of the deconstruction of orcs in Tolkien's work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it, it's like pretty clear once like it's like oh man like in last week's episode when 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 you lay out all the pieces it's pretty clear to see you know how we're erasing things or omitting things right yeah and it's like pretty clear that orcs are equivalent to asians right in tolkien's work and that's like pretty rough uh (laughs) you know and as a result of it's like this weird, there's like so many like arguments online about how like, well, it's fantasy orcs are orcs. They're not based in any sort of reality, but the ironic part about fantasy as a genre, right? Is that we are basing it off of things we imagine, which are based on things we experience, which are based on the world we live in and the history we know and understand. Right. And so there's no way that an orc can just exist in a fantasy world unattached from its original association to Asians and Asia. Um, And that I think is like something that I find a lot of people unable to kind of remove from these sort of titans of the genre. They're unable to, they're not willing to critique those sort of fundamental brokenness of of all that. Cause it's, you know, like, you know, we sort of are like, you know, a lot of ways, like the medium of or like the genre of fantasy is trying to kind of erase that kind of the the like where it started. Right. It's trying to erase the origins of it so it can exist on its own. But like you really can't. It's and I think that's kind of where I get sort of bummed out with Tolkien and Game of Thrones in particular is that mm-hmm. because of how big they are and because of how many people would die for those, you know, books and those movies and those shows, even if even even after Game of Thrones crashed and burned, even after The Hobbit crashed and burned, you know, it's yeah, it's still 
you know, people will still show up like, you know, they're making like three more Game of Thrones shows and Amazon's doing Lord of the Rings, which is mm-hmm. now officially like the biggest television production ever. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 one of those things where it's it's hard to. I think it's hard to talk to people who haven't sort of who haven't had a lacking of being represented in these bigger Titan of fantasy works. Right. Right. And on top of that, it's, I think on average, your most people's exposure to fantasy probably starts and stops with Lord of the Rings and game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, star exactly. Wars, depending on how you want to classify star, star Wars, Wars or, or like a Greek mythology. Right. Yes. Um, but it's like, that's like not that much. There's so much out there. Right. Harry Potter. Maybe. Yeah. Too. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the only, is the other monolith. Oh yeah. Titan, yeah. Right. Like in the YA, <sighs> like Harry yeah, Potter. Geez. We could get to and that another day. Uh, yeah. We got to do an episode on the problems we, of Harry Potter. We have to do a, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have uh, like, Harry Potter just, yeah. to, but again, it's, it's another, it's another human beings are flawed. Yeah. So the things that we make are flawed. It is right. what it is. There are, it, yeah, there's a lot to go. We can be mad at JK. We can super be mad at her. Um, I think Harry Potter still has a lot of, redeeming values as a work in and of itself but well right i mean uh, same with lord of the rings right oh yeah absolutely you know it's it's and and i think that's what makes it complicated right it's like i think you're right the the there's a lot of redeeming qualities to yeah like lord of the rings and and even harry potter right yeah yeah void void of the creators right right and and the thing is basically we always just have to kind of square with the fact that like you just should be consuming art and media with a critical eye. But the thing is, I was thinking, I was kind of talking about before we got a little sidetracked on Harry Potter was if your, if your exposure to fantasy ends up basically being Lord of the ring, uh, star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the rings and game of Thrones. If you're a little vaguely interested in these things, uh huh, you're not going to see how pervasive and problematic these things are right right like if you don't know a lot about fantasy you don't see how orcs show up and the way they continuously show up in all the other fantasy media right yeah exactly like like you don't see that in the dungeon in the uh, not the dungeon master's guide the monster manual you flip open to goblin and orc and they are labeled as evil immutably so Mm -hmm. right they've changed that about 40 years too late um not too late but like 40 years past when they probably should um and so uh, it's this thing of like it's also hard to see because the genre is small um whereas like like i think for an average person like you saw lord of the rings and then you saw game of thrones you're like dope fantasy cool 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 very fun moving on whereas like for people who love the genre and are very steeped in the genre there is a side of it where it's like oh my god like could we be could we do anything else please like right yeah it's yeah exactly right like it's it's like where's like like when does fantasy become a set of paints versus like you know a, a set of paints to paint whatever you want or like to paint in more than one style, right? Like it, 
fantasy often feels like there's only one way to do fantasy. It's, it's go big or go home. And it's you look like Tolkien or you're not fantasy. Exactly, right? Like, like that was a huge critique of Aragon <laughs> um, was mm-hmm. that the elves didn't have pointy ears and the like orc adjacent like uh like 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 you know, characters oh, yeah i can't remember what they're urgles. called urgles yeah yeah they didn't that's have definitely horns. not based off of orc sure. right exactly right and 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 you know like it got compared it, it wasn't tolkien enough it was compared too much to star wars and it just kind of it kind of bombed um film wise definitely yeah, yeah. film wise i mean and so it, and, and and so it's like you know it's 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 a thing it's like it's it's very it's a very uh it, i i think for me as someone that has loved the genre and does one day want to revisit making a film in the genre i think ultimately what 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 pushed me to stop kind of making sort of fantasy films in that kind of way is it are all are all those tolkien and game of thronisms right like everyone's looking for the next Lord of the Rings or the next Game of Thrones. But the problem with that is that that's not what's interesting about the genre of fantasy. What's interesting about the genre of fantasy are like, you know, like, um, like take for example, okay. Like a modern example of a, of a good fantasy movie is like Thor Ragnarok or like, yeah. Or like any Miyazaki movie or, you know, and, 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 and some of them are more magical realism, which is a part of the fantasy genre, right? Like, or like Paddington, Paddington's a fantasy movie, but like, y- you'd never call it a fantasy movie, right? No. And, I, I, and I think that that's something super nuanced about the genre that a lot of people don't realize is that you're consuming like fantasy movies all the time. You just don't realize it. And because you expect a certain dress up to be played along with it. And like, and and to me, that's really unfortunate because it's, it's highly limiting to expect Mm -hmm. all fantasy to be this way or no way. Right. It's just like how, you know, like, (laughs) I, I, like, like, yes, you could have the D and D game that is about saving the world, but you can also have the D and D game. That's about saving the tavern you own. Both can be just as emotionally like interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. And 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 yet, you know, we don't get that, right? Like absolutely. Yeah, like, no, I I like for that re like for that reason, I I've started working on a on a new campaign. And one thing I promised myself, like like written at the top of like the the document I'm working on for it is like the world's already ended. It's oh, like there is no world to like it's done. This is there's mm. no saving the world in this game. There just won't be. Um, it- <laughs> and and like that's and like that's yeah, a thing yeah. is that it's so easy to fall into that trap, right? Especially around D and D, and I would even say Dungeon World too, mm-hmm. because they leans so heavily into the Tolkienian in particular. I'm calling them more Tolkienian than like Game of Thrones because yeah, Game of Thrones comes out of anyways, the Tolkienian tropes of like elves and men and dwarves and great evils. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so like, I, I, I sometimes feel so trapped when, when approaching, approaching these things, because it's like, I guess 
And so then there's this part of me that's like, is this just Tolkienian fantasy now? Is that just what it is? Is that, is it, should it just be, should we just start calling it its own subgenre? You know, like. That's not a bad idea because, because that would almost, because then that would make people go, well, then what is fantasy as a genre, right? People would start to ask that question again. What do you think? Because, well, what were you going to ask? Oh, I was just going to, I was going to say, well, what, what, what would you consider fantasy? Is it just the inclusion of the supernatural or the magical or anything that's fantastic mm-hmm. you know well, what about broadly horror right? I, I would horror yeah. tends to land pretty fantastic I would, say, I would say horror would fall into that fantasy is such a broad genre it's yeah. so broad and then you can break it down right like what i hate the most about like the genre labeling right is like you've got high fantasy which is like tolkienian fantasy which is what we should call it because when you call it high and low fantasy which is i love low fantasy or like sorted sorcery as my preferred name of it, which is like mm-hmm. individual, like the differences between high fantasy and low fantasy or blah, 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 Tolkienian fantasy and sword and sorcery is that Tolkienian fantasy is usually about the state of the world and the characters and their journeys are ingrained in that. Whereas sword and sorcery, the characters are the story and you know, the world's a little bit more, it's not about saving the world. It's about, getting that next paycheck or whatever. And I think that, you know, there's differences within that. And I think that, um, I I actually like the idea of calling it Tolkienian fantasy because I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty common term in some like academic circles, but like, I don't think it's used very broadly to just like, I I think so frequently it's, it falls, it just catch all for fantasy. And most people, the first thing that pops in their head is like, a version of Tolkienian fantasy. Yeah. Um, well, I think, yeah. Cause I think Tolkienian fantasy has its roots in sort of mythology mixed with history, yeah. mixed with world ending conflict. Right. And a certain and, amount of medievalism. Yeah. Medievalism. Yes. You know, and I, I would, and I would I th- yeah, I think I would define fantasy a little bit ne- more narrow than you. Cause you're, mm. you're, you're just, you, anything with a fantastical element by your standard. And then, that's that about qualifies it. I think that gets just a little too broad mm. for me. I think it's the inclusion of magic. Um, and then, um, I, I think, I think it's the inclusion of magic, not the supernatural. If that Interesting. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That Simply because I, I think that there, I think that if you don't put that in there, there isn't a distinct line between horror or a distinct enough line, if that makes sense. Okay. So, or a distinct so, enough line between science fiction. Okay. So and maybe fantasy. it's, yeah, because I, because I realized I was just about to say like, oh, you could see the inclusion of magic and the fact that it takes place in the past, but Star Wars takes place in the past. So. Yeah, that like, that immediately. Granted, those are space opera, which is a form of science fiction fantasy. Yeah, um, I would I would call Star Wars a science fantasy. Um, whereas, yeah. like, I think the distinction in for me at least is in science fiction is like uh, almost like an attempt to like like I know that there are middle chlorians in Star Wars, but like that's a people like don't explain the force. I'm like that doesn't explain the force. Like it's not even a good it's they tried but it wasn't even a good attempt Mm -hmm. um like you know like that's it's magic right the force is magic it's a it's a magic system whereas like in firefly 
um river being a weird psychic is not magic in the same way it's not presented as magic Mm. it's presented as a fantastical element Mm -hmm. um and then horror i think there can be fantastic things but i don't think i would qualify it as magic in quite the same way I think there's a different attempt, something or something going on with, with horror versus fantasy. I guess there can be fantasy. Genre is bullshit in some ways. Like it's just yeah. like, uh, so it's, it's helpful to a point. Um, yeah. And that's like funny. It's like the genres are so broad that it's like, yeah, Tolkien doesn't really define all of fantasy, but like, I think it just defines the perception of the fantasy and it defines a lot of what people attempt to do in it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, that I find that just exhausting. And like I said, I'm quite glad that um, Game of Thrones didn't surplant it, which I was very worried it might. Like if they had stuck the landing in just like kind of a universally acclaimed way, I would have been like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, because, you know, then you and I couldn't, you and I and so many other fantasy artists couldn't couldn't do what they want to do and and yeah. and and it's like I don't know like and again I'm not even against like like I don't want like the whole like Tolkienian fantasy thing of like swords and sort of medievalism and these things to go away. I really love that like that aesthetic and all of that yeah. that goes with it. I just want it to be broader, you know. And yeah. on top of that, mm-hmm. like I just want more different stuff in it like i love the dark souls like the souls born series which owes a lot to tolkien certainly like aesthetic wise and and you know it's fantasy in that way and like the world is at stake and whatnot but it's very very different it feels very different um just because of different choices made and like i don't like i don't even think that like we should like of course i don't think we should abandon any path of um storytelling but like I do wish that certain things were more prevalent and other things were less, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what's a great example of all the things that we've been kind of like bummed about this episode? Mm. Or I guess a great example of the things we've been bummed about, but then takes it and flips it. Mm. Avatar, the last airbender. Truth. Truth. You know, it's, it's sort of, it's not quite Tolkienian fantasy. No. and it's but it's also not quite sword and sorcery level of terms of it's just personal problems it's a, it's, nope. it's a nice balance of the of those elements um it never forgets that yes the end of the world could be here but it never forgets that the protagonists are kids and that they have lives too yeah there's a lot to be said for avatar the last airbender being taking that sort of fantasy thing and taking it in a completely different direction and i really do appreciate that i honestly i guess at the end of the day what this whole topic has been about for me is just been like i feel like these two authors have put fantasy in a box and it's a box that only exists if you're not looking for other stuff but most people aren't looking for other stuff so they don't think fantasy goes much beyond a long-haired dude in a grimy suit of chainmail swinging a sword at somebody right like 
Yeah. And I really wish, I really would love for the next, the next fantasy, whatever that takes hold of people's imaginations, the way that Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones did. I hope Mm -hmm. it is distinctly different, you know? Yeah. 100%. It's gotta be, or else it's just gonna, it'll be rough. I don't think it, it's gotta be though. I, I do. I don't think so because I think, I think that the average person touches in with fantasy consciously like you said they actually touch in with it a lot more than they think but consciously touches in with fantasy so rarely Mm -hmm. that they're probably good for more of it they're probably hankering for it on some level i bet there's someone out there being like man there's just no good you know out there right now and and we're over here being like oh dear god please could we not have another and they're like Oh, when is that? When is that next Game of Thrones series coming out? Or when is that Lord I mean, of the Rings show going to drop? I think that there's a lot of that out there. Maybe that's why D and D actual plays are so big now. Maybe because it's like just enough grounded in reality, and that it's playing a game to where someone can be like, okay, this might be something I'm interested in that wouldn't classify me as a fantasy nerd. But then it's just enough in the fantasy vein to be like, oh yeah, it's like Tolkien, Game of Thrones, and oh wait. There's so many of these shows. Oh my yeah. God. There's one for like, there's over, there's hundreds of these shows. I can find everything I like. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. So maybe that's, I, maybe that's part of the phenomenon. I, I, I would, I would agree. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. I, I lament the fact that sometimes authors works are so genre defying. We will talk about Harry Potter in the future. Yeah. We should probably do a multi-parter on it because I really do want to talk about the good things in Harry Potter because on the one hand, I, I know we're, we're all mad at JK right now. I am too, but like it's the thing is like, okay, so she's like everybody else. Are we going to, anyways, we'll, we'll get into it another day. Teaser yeah. for some time in the future. In the future, yeah. No. Uh, we've got Green Knight and Harry Potter coming at mm-hmm. you at some point in the future. That we do. Uh, but for now, that is it on this week of the Dane and Derek Show. You can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello. And Dane, where can we find you and your existence on the internet? Uh, you can find me at my website, danewrites.com, uh, where you'll find links to my writing on Substack, uh, links to my podcast, Diceology, uh, my music, and my Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying having these things. That's it's good. Nice. I'm glad. It's nice because you're I enjoying to- that. I felt like I sent people too many places before. This feels nice and contained. Daneswrites.com. There we go. There we go. Cool. (laughs) Well, we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.